Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Welcome to Life Point. I'm Pastor Tom Doherty, and today Max Buchanan will be your host, and he is associate pastor of the Cloverdale Church of God, and I am glad that he's filling in for me for a little bit, and Lord bless you as you listen to Pastor Max Buchanan. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Life Point. I am Pastor Max, and this is my last week filling in for Pastor Tom while he is on sabbatical. And so he's going to come back and be right at it, and so you'll get to hear him as he jumps back in. But I'm so glad that I get to be with you this week. Since last time I spoke, it has been a whirlwind around Cloverdale. Since last time I was on the radio, we uh, took 20 kids on a mission trip to Union Rescue Mission in the heart of Skid Row, Los Angeles. And it was an incredible, incredible experience. I'd served there one other time, but going back since, uh, you know, COVID and all of the stuff that's gone on in Los Angeles, it was crazy to see how the city was affected by that and how Union Rescue Mission is still sharing the love of Christ to, you know, the least of these that are on Skid Row. So it was powerful and it was a very, very cool experience and pretty surreal going back there and just seeing how the city has changed. And then coming off of that at Cloverdale, we had our VBS. It was called Stellar, and it was space-themed, and it was such a fun week. I got My wife told me that I was, you know, with her going to serve at that, and so we had the first grade group, and they were a rowdy bunch of kids, but it kept us on our toes the whole week, and it was just really cool to share the love of Jesus with these kids that were running around and having a good time, and it was fun. It was a good VBS. It was uh, different. We'd done mega sports camp for years prior for a long time, so getting back into kind of a more traditional VBS was really, really cool, and it was uh, fun to watch these kids just fall in love with Jesus and learn these songs and have snack and do all this stuff, but it was all centered around them knowing the gospel. And we did this giving focus for the shoe that grows, the shoe that as kids' feet grow, they can you know make them bigger and they send them to different tribes in Africa and they've gone to India and Pakistan and all these places where you need shoes to attend school and also there's a bunch of soil-borne illnesses, so... It was really cool to watch them raise money for that. And the kids, I mean, I'm talking kindergarten through fifth grade, raised just under $1,000 for the shoes that grow. We were thinking they were going to bring in like $90, you know, all together putting spare change in there. But they just filled these things up. They got a passion for it. They were wanting to see how much money they could raise. And so it was phenomenal. I mean, that's quite a few pairs of shoes that are going to go out. So really cool just to watch them, you know, fall in love with Jesus and then do something with their faith. And then after that, at Cloverdale, we had a story time. So kind of like how a library story time is and that kind of thing. We just said, hey, let's do one at the church. We're going to do Christian books and we're going to have donuts and we have a day school at our church. So we have a preschool age. It's like from three to kind of five is the age of the kids that attend school at our church. And so 
um, we were like, hey, let's just tag on to that. Let's get some of the teachers there, some of the church family. Let's get some donuts and have some snacks. And it was incredible. It was such a good time, and, and it was really cool as just an outreach that our church got to do. And again, if you have any uh, kids or grandkids, our next one's going to be July 10th, and it's at 11 a.m., and again, it's at our church. So you can feel more than free to come by, eat some donuts, hang out, listen to some stories, play on our playground. Uh, we'd love to have you your, you know, have you if you have kids or grandkids or whatever and uh, stop by the church. That's going to be on July 10th at 11 a.m. So, yeah, it was a super good time. But that's where I've been for the last few weeks, and that's what's been happening around Cloverdale. And so it's been a whirlwind, but it's been a ton, a ton of fun. Well, this morning we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, a familiar set of verses that most people, even if they don't go to church, have heard. So let's go ahead and pray, and then we will dive into this portion of Scripture. Lord, as we come before you, we acknowledge you as Lord of all. We pray that as we come before your word, that we'd recognize that it is living and that you are good, Lord. So we pray that we continue to seek you, that we continue to look to you, to love you, and that we'd fall more in love with you. We love you, Lord, and we're grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. So, 1 Corinthians is a book written by the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul goes to Corinth on his second missionary journey. And so he's going around and he's planting churches, and we know that the Lord used him to bring the gospel, the love of Jesus, the message of hope to the Gentile world, which was pretty ironic because he was a devout Jew persecuting Christians before he has this encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus, and it changes everything for him, and he comes to the faith. So, second missionary journey goes to Corinth, and this was by design. He didn't just show up there because he wanted to. No, he went to Corinth because it was known as being this huge port city, and he spends about a year and a half there. So, this wasn't a super, you know, fast thing. He spends a good amount of time planting this church, and even after he plants this church. It's it's in the hands of Apollos and then Peter, and so it has a structure to it. I mean, they have people leading this church. And Corinth was this port city, but it was known really as being a hub of worship for the goddess Athena. And, uh, sorry, Aphrodites. And Aphrodites, you worshipped her by going to the temple, and there was temple prostitutes. And so, only men went to the temple, but they essentially worshipped this goddess through sex, which sounds very odd, but that was the culture of the day, and it was normal life for somebody that was in Corinth. I think oftentimes when we read the Bible, we think that, much of the world had this, you know, Judeo-Christian value system. And it may come to you as a shock to many that that actually wasn't the case. You have to remember that before the new covenant, when it was the old covenant, that God had Israel as his 
chosen people. And so, yes, there are proselyte believers, but many people didn't come to the Jewish faith, not the same way that people come to the Christian faith. And so it really was an exclusive thing with Israel and God, and the morals really didn't trickle into the societies around it. I mean, we grew grew up in America, and a lot of us did grow up in America. And so this culture had been has been heavily influenced by judeo-christian values and it's kind of going you know in a different direction now but for much of our founding much of our justice system and much of our morality the way that we legislate has been founded around judeo-christian principles but in corinth that wasn't the case it was you know dedicated to aphrodites and it wouldn't be uncommon for a man to have a normal life where he was actually married and had kids and worked a job. And after work, he went home and spent time with his kids. And then his buddies came by and everybody went up to the temple to sleep with these male and female prostitutes in this act of worship. And so when Paul shows up and he brings the gospel and he addresses sexual immorality and he starts a church, you can see how it's completely countercultural to what Corinth was doing. It was so countercultural to Corinth's value system. And in many ways, we're going back to kind of a Corinth era as we define morality. As we define, we might not be worshiping, you know, a goddess per se, but in much of our world, you know, sex and drugs and all kinds of stuff is really worshiped and has become a religion for a lot of people. And so Corinth, the first and second Corinthians are great books to go back and revisit because we're seeing how the culture is starting to push into the church. And that's the exact problem that was happening in first Corinthians. And so when Paul sets out to write this book, first Corinthians, it reads different than a lot of his other letters. It's really a system of, you know, essays kind of on Christian living and how We need to stand up and against the culture and live the love of Christ out so that others can see it. So when Paul writes this letter, when he picks up his pen, he addresses several things. The first is leadership. People were coming in and saying, oh, I like Paul. I like Aphrodite. I like, you know, Peter. And they weren't unified as Christians. So he says, hey, knock that stuff off. We're unified. We're this body of Christ. We each possess gifts and we need to submit ourselves to the leadership that's around and grow in what Christ has for us. The next was sexual ethics. They had people sleeping with their step-parents or going back to worship Aphrodite's and they're saying, hey, we have freedom in Christ and so, you know, we don't have to, we're forgiven for this and so we can just kind of continue in our lifestyle of sin. And he says, that's not what the Bible says at all. It calls you out of a lifestyle of sin and into the ethics and morality of Christ. You're a new creation. And when the love of Christ remains, there's not room for anything else. And then kind of the next essay is tacked onto that, and it talks about our freedom in Christ. He was addressing people eating food that had been sacrificed to idols and uh, how If it is a stumbling block for somebody that's around, then to not partake. But if not, it's just meat and to to eat, and that's fine. So he's saying context matters when expressing the freedoms that we have. And then he goes on in the next is, how should we gather as the church? 
What are the basic rules in which we live and interact with each other? And how does the love of Christ go outside of the walls to impact the culture? And then finally, the resurrection. People are showing up and saying, hey, we, we believe in Jesus, but we don't believe in the actual death and resurrection. And so Paul spends a good amount of time saying, no, 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 this is the cornerstone of our faith. If Jesus didn't resurrect, then we don't worship in a live God. And so those are what are covered. And as we pick up tomorrow, we're going to jump into the actual verses. But that's all the time we have here on Life Points. Thanks for tuning in. We'll get into 1 Corinthians chapter 3 tomorrow or chapter 13 tomorrow. God bless you. Have a great week. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.